So it's my pleasure to welcome this afternoon on the show, Lorna De Laura, even Laura Derny, who is the founder of my discombobulated brain. I've heard that word um, a few times in the past, but I'm never really quite sure what it is. So, um, Laura, welcome to Perfect Health with Elaine Godley on Elastic FM. And um, please tell us about my discombobulated brain. Thank you for having me. Um, it's my discombobulated was my favorite word that I discovered when I was about 15. And I used to, surprisingly, and it's a weird thing, used to love wrestling. And Steve Austin was my favorite wrestler. And he won, oh, I think it was Hell in the Cell. This is, this is my strange life now. And he, at the end of it, said that his brain, at the end of his career, his brain was so discombobulated from being hit around the head with steel chairs. I was like, that word sounds cool. What does it mean? And it just means kind of confused and things don't really link up that everything's kind of, it's kind of like you've put everything in a jar and shaken it. And I, when I uh, got sick and had my own journey with mental health, I realized that that's how my brain was. It was just, everything was in there and sometimes it just doesn't match up. So it was a bit discombobulated. So when I started the charity that it just was the right thing to just, describe it really so that's how we came about right that's kind of how i um imagined in my mind what a discombobulated brain would sort of be like but uh, mm -hmm. thank you for that so what does the charity do laura so a mental health charity that runs drop-in sessions we work with the local universities as service user lecturers as well as um, support groups for their students. We do school lessons. We work with businesses. The key aim of us is to start the conversation about mental health and to get people to realize that mental health isn't a choice, like it's an, it's an illness. That's why we use the hashtag sick, not sad. Um, we have also the other side where we're having, we're currently launching a, a large male campaign, which is being led by our three male trustees because according to the research some of the worst bits about male suicide campaigns is they're mainly headed up by women and, and being a woman i don't i can't sit down and tell a, a man how to feel in the same way that i'm pretty sure if they tell me that labor is like being kicked in the uh, proverbials i'm going to say right let's do that for 24 hours like i was in labor um so having them lead the male campaign I feel gives it that extra strength and root. And I, I get very frustrated because I obviously being the founder, I like to know what's going on and I just get these little updates and I'm like, so what's happening? And they're like, shh, doing it. And I'm like, tell me, tell me. But we're, we're in the process of launching that really big campaign and I'm really excited about it because I, I know they're doing an awesome job because how we came about was not only did I get sick, but at 18, I lost my best friend, Jonathan, to suicide. And that was many, many moons ago, because I'm 35 now. But the more I learned and researched about mental health, and especially my own when I was ill, I realized why he didn't talk to us. And it's a lot of it is because men aren't given those skills. In the same way women were always told to talk. Hence why I'm still talking now. 
So um, when did you create the charity, Laura? We are nearly, well, in next March will be three, which is quite exciting. Fabulous. And I noticed from your website, mydiscombobulatedbrain.com, I can say it now. You can't the, sometimes in a row. <laughs> <laughs> I really tried hard then. The uh, the trustees, you all seem to be all, all, all young, if I might uh, pass that comment. Ooh, I like that. I'll, uh, you, you all look young. I know. I'll be start, I'll be, I'll, what I'll do is I might need you to say that again while I uh, record it. <laughs> yeah, we've got... Um, so Tilly is our youngest trustee and I think she's amazing. She is a final year medical student who wants to go into psychiatry. And Tilly and I met a couple of years ago when I was speaking at winter med school day with the psychiatry department at Cardiff University. And she approached me and said, I want to do stuff. And ever since then, I'm like the embarrassing auntie that she takes anywhere because when I met her <laughs> I spent 10 minutes telling them how wonderful their daughter was when my husband doing this, shh, they know, they know. <laughs> and then ranging, you know, they're all Driz or, or Hannah as she's, her real name is, I didn't know it for six months of our friendship, but Striz is, she's, they're just all my, I could, I could tell you wonderful things about all of them. Um, but yes, I like to remind Dave that he is the oldest as our, uh, he's the head of trustees and he is the, oh, I'm a bit scared. It was his birthday yesterday and I don't want to get it wrong. So he's a couple of years older than me and I'm 35. So, okay. So well, you're, you're all under 40 then. <laughs> Dave is just under 40. <laughs> right. It's okay. So, so to me, that's, that, 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 that's young. Um, but it's nice that um, young people are able now to talk about this topic because for ages it's been swept onto the carpet and mental health now is, it's a kind of way of life, isn't it? You know, the pressures of the world that we live in, pressures of work, pressures of not having a job, pressures of having a job, financial pressures, relationship pressures. It just goes on and on, doesn't it? It's all around us. Especially because children who, and they really are children. So year eight, which is 12 to 13 year olds, they're choosing their GCSEs now, which is a, a good year before I had to choose mine back in the day. And they're so young to be making that sort of decision that I know GCSEs, I, I, I know nowadays nobody's going to say to me, so what, I can tell, still tell you three Bs, seven Cs and a D. But it, that, that time, that's all encompassing. And what if you make that, you know, and you're overthinking, what if I make this wrong decision? And they're still developing, their brains are still developing. You know, girls' and boys' brains develop differently and... That's why a lot of teenage boys seem to be angry, is that they don't have the expression. See, I'm sorry, I over-researched the brain when I got ill. So the girls' emotion section grows a lot quicker than the boys. So the boys sometimes act out through frustration and anger just when they can't express themselves in the same way that the girls can. Why well, my girls is, girls are better than boys. <laughs> is, is that why there's more... Um, male suicides and there are female suicides do you think i mean there are any statistics on that um no actually i don't know is the honest answer we've been going through a lot of suicide statistics recently when the run-up to the launch of our campaign and the stats are crazy when you look at it and also with the breakdown of just around the uk the highest 
um, percentage. Let me let me just get it. So I don't want to misquote um, these facts because they're so key that I think that we get them right. Watch something make a noise now, and I'm so sorry if it does. Everybody, as I'm currently trying to access our stuff, um, in 2015, the suicide rates in UK and the Republic of Ireland. 21 men per 100,000 in Wales committed suicide. Sorry, I have just said committed suicide, which is something that we actually don't say as a charity. And it's something that we're all learning not to. We say died by suicide because the word committed, we feel has really negative connotations. Mm -hmm. But I'm still, as, as we all are, trying to get our minds around it. So I am really sorry. I was just reading that verbatim. So 21 men per 100,000 in Wales in 2015 died through suicide compared to five per 100,000 of women. Wow, that's significantly more, isn't it? It is. And it's massive. It start, Northern Ireland has the highest rate out of the UK. Then it goes to Wales, Scotland, Republic of Ireland and England. And it's all that dramatic when I say like from 21 to 5 it's like 18 to 7 15 to 5 16 to 3 so it's consistent right throughout yeah it's and that's really hard to to work out we we've just been doing so many of these stats and we're I sat down with a friend who I've known since I was around three years old and his dad was very high up in the police force and Chris went off into the army and when he came back recently, me and him were sat down talking and he said that he asked his dad at 35, how many male friends had he lost to suicide? And his dad said one and it was through, um, they, had, they had seen some really bad stuff in, in the police force and they were struggling. And I am so sorry. I have just, I don't know if you heard that. I'm sorry. For that. We heard a tinkle, yes. Yes, the notification, I expect. So, so he, Chris's dad had only come he across one. And Chris and I sat down and excluding anyone from the army that he had known, we realised that between us, we knew, and not just knew of, we knew, like we had been in the same classes as we had gone out at a party with them. We knew five. Goodness. And that's, I'm so sorry. We knew five people and that is crazy to know five people that have passed away or taken their own lives because they, they felt that there was no other way out. And mm. I understand a lot of people think that it's the easy route out but it's really not. And it's so hard. I have no idea what's going on. And um, it's so hard to explain that to people, but because I was ill myself personally, I never was suicidal, but I do understand how they felt like people, even with families would, would be better off without them. I I, have, I know what you're saying. I have actually had that experience in my family. My mum's sister committed. No, she didn't commit anything. She died by suicide. Um, all these newfangled things that we're supposed to stay. There's so many things that are just not PC anymore. But actually, the net result is the same. The person isn't with us. You know, however, however we we, we you know package it. 
net result is that they're, is they're gone from our lives. So my, my mother's sister, um, when she was in her early 50s, um, went that way. Um, and I have several friends who have um, uh, died through suicide. But also in the last, I would say, three months, I've heard of five or six young men through friends of friends. I don't know these ones personally, um, but through friends. And they are all young men. Yeah. In in their twenties, some some are teenagers, late teenagers, and it, it's horrific. So, so what is it, the campaign, um, Laura, that you're about to launch? It's about getting men to talk, and not only getting men to talk, getting men to talk to each other. Mm -hmm. So, getting that support group, which women sometimes find easier to do. Now, I don't have sounds quite cliched, very many female friends, but I've got one or two friends that I know I could talk to about anything. And using my husband as an example, I don't think he does. And I don't think he has that male friend that if he felt like he couldn't talk to me, for example, that he could be as honest with as, as I am with example from my friend Kirsten. It's about getting real men to share their experiences and show that it's not a weakness. It doesn't make you any less of a man. You know, some of the people we've got involved in this are people that men would class as like manly men. Mm, yes, men's men. Yeah, like no neck men. Yes. <laughs> as my husband calls it, no neck men. Uh, ranging from like, even if you look at our trustees, Rogan is um, one of the guys heading it up. He's a weightlifter, kickboxer, PT. Uh, Dave runs his own business and has his own family. Matt is just the funniest guy you will ever meet in your life. His exact words to me when I said I'm writing your bio is you have to put that my wife is hotter than me. <laughs> we know it's true, but we don't need to <laughs> But these are all men that you would put in a situation and you would think that they were fine, but they're all men that have they're very strong, amazing men who have each other. And by having each other, that's what makes them even stronger. And that's what uh, we're trying to get men to build a network, to be able to sit down and not necessarily have a pint, that can have detrimental, but, um, but go out and sit down and have a chat. My heart got really happy. I went on a date night with my husband, which happens very rarely. And next to us were two, as my dad would call them, two old boys. Like they must have my been, age. Oh, way older than you. <laughs> <laughs> Not that old. Like in their late seventies, early eighties, and they were sat down, and they were two mates having a chat. They were chatting about their wives. They were chatting about what they had done. They were saying how. Um, they love that once a month they go up to the local steakhouse where we were and they take it in turns to pay and they try different ales and they have like, and it just made me happy because that's what I want. As a mum who's got a, a boy and a girl, Poppy has her circle of friends and Jack does too, but I just want him to have those friends that he can be like in, how old is he? Eight, in like 80 years time, you know, like, should we go out, let's go on our monthly lunch and like where you talk and you're open and you're honest. And yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, the relationships are really important. I've been watching a TEDx talk um, today actually. And it was uh, one of the top TED talks called um, 
uh, something about happiness. And it was a, it's about a Harvard study that was done 70, 80 years ago, and it's still going, one of the longest running studies. And some of the people now are in their 90s that started off at this, the, the study. And um, they were saying that people, uh, they were asking millennials, what, you know, what, what are they aiming for in life? And most of them said money, or um, what was that, money or um, celebrity. And the, the net result of everything that they've followed with these particular people in this study, I'll send you a link to it, it's fascinating, wow. um, is, is basically relationships make them happy. So those who aren't in relationships, whether it's a circle of friends or you know, a, a closer relationship with one person, um, the more isolated you are, the more likely it is that you're gonna have some sort of mental illness. And the more social you are, the better off um, you'll be and the happier you'll be in life. So that, that, that actually stacks up exactly what you're saying, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. Completely. That, that was a Harvard study. So when are you launching this um, uh, campaign and what's it called? Well, I don't know what they've called it yet. We're uh, launching, we've launched the fundraiser because we, um, we are run purely on donations. So I run it, but I don't take a wage from it. So in fact, no one who works with us takes any wage from it. Everything goes straight back into it. So we're um, currently raising some of the funds to finish getting it filmed which is exciting so we've launched the fundraiser we want to get it launched in november well i this is where the differences between men and women um <coughs> they want to launch it in november in my brain i feel it'll probably be february but just because we don't want to get it lost in christmas yes yeah and we don't want to get it lost in january so it's either november or february and it depends on how the plotting and the planning of getting the individuals involved that uh, some of them are, are crazy the people that they're talking to and it's getting all their diaries together as well yes yeah okay so you mentioned your own story so what led you actually to start the um charity you lost your friend um when he was 18 or you were 18 um, but then there's a big gap between then and now. <laughs> so I suffered, the abridged version is, I suffered with peri and postnatal depression with both my children, but I also had extreme morning sickness with both children. So when I had Jack, the extreme morning sickness wasn't picked up and through it, uh, my gallbladder failed, but I was 25 I didn't fit any of the criteria of gallbladder and I was pregnant. So they put it down to morning sickness. They put the um, pain that I would experience as baby on sciatic nerve. And it was only four months after Jack was born when they realized it was my gallbladder and I ended up having it out, but my weight had plummeted to, I think I was just six stone. Wow. I looked like Skeletor on meth is probably the best way to put it. <laughs> um, then when I fell pregnant with my daughter Poppy three and a bit years later, oh sorry, after I had my gallbladder out, my doctor took my um, antidepressants away and said that the reason you were struggling was because you were so ill. And I went, okay. So we had probably the worst three years of our marriage and relationship. Nobody would have ever judged Henry for leaving me. I was an absolute nightmare is the nicest way to put it. So when I fell pregnant with Poppy, 
they diagnosed the extreme morning sickness when I was nine weeks pregnant, which was really good because it meant that once, once a month I felt great because I would go in and they'd put me on a drip because I would hit such low dehydration levels that they would put me on a drip and I would feel normal for a couple of days. <laughs> Isn't this what uh, Princess Catherine had, William? William's yes. wife. When she had this. It, and she was pregnant towards the end of my pregnancy with Poppy. So it was like, yes, finally people are realizing it's real. <laughs> and then I was on anti-sickness meds, which caused several interesting discussions within family members because of the 60s and the 70s and the issues that I'd had with them then. And then when Poppy was born, I announced, because obviously I knew more than the doctors, I'm going to be medics and free. And they were, they were there with my tablets going, you need to take these. You need to take these. And I'm like, no, I'm going to be medicine free. So the brain has blocked out those first two weeks of Poppy's life where I was medicine free. <laughs> Apparently I, it was horrendous, according to my husband. He thinks he's a hero because he did every night feed. Little does anybody know when he tells that story that he's in massively into NHL ice hockey and his team, the Canadians, I think. They play uh, at night, our night, don't they? At 2 a.m. Yeah, yeah, I can see where this is going. <laughs> he was up anyway, watching the playoffs. I mean, so he, yeah, he likes, <laughs> he likes to play the martyr. And then I'm like, but weren't you up anyway? He was like, sure. But yeah, I, was, I don't remember the first two weeks of Poppy's life, but I do remember ringing Hen on his first day back at work saying, I need to go to the doctors and I need to go now. And I walked in and my doctor, who I do credit with saving my life, because when I was pregnant, she saw me once a week to check how I was and do talking therapies. She saw Henry every other week to check how he was. And she saw Jack, who at the time was three, and asked him whilst playing blocks how mummy really was. Mm. Because there's nothing more honest than a three-year-old child. Absolutely. It's interesting that um, your doctor spoke to your husband because I think in the experiences that I've witnessed, it's not just the person with a condition, whatever the condition is, whether it's mental health, um, fibro, cancer, diabetes, whatever it is that's a debilitating condition, it's not just the person, it's the ripple effect it has on all of those around, including oh, friends. Yeah. People forget the people that are caring for them because that's basically what Henry became, whether, it, it, I don't care how dramatic it sounds, he was my carer. Mm, yeah. I would go to work, I'd have to function and be normal and then I'd come home and I'd be like, I can't do anything, I can't. And, or I'd be angry and aggressive or, you know, I know we use sick, not sad, but it, sadness is one of the emotions that you, you feel and, and just, or even nothing which was my, and is annoyingly, my body's go-to, is I just don't feel anything if I'm not, not well. So yeah, I, the fact that she supported him probably saved our marriage. And uh, the best thing was when she discharged me from our talking therapy, she told me she was pregnant. And she's been three since then. And I turned around and went, what are you doing? <laughs> Have you not seen what it did to me? Um, but she has three wonderful children now. And every so often when I go in with like Poppy, she goes, how is this the baby? And I'm like, I know she's five going on 15. 
God. So it's it's you know long has long term effects. So are, are you are you well now? Do you do you monitor yourself? I mean, how how, how does it pan out? Interesting that you say that. Is that yesterday I did a Facebook live on our charity page, where I've had a really rough few days where I had a meds mix up, where I ran out of meds and then I decided because I couldn't get them quick enough so I started to ration my meds and it was my it, it was completely my own fault but I always show the positive and this this is me this is me I am always like quite jovial I've got crazy hair the joke is that a unicorn threw up on me <laughs> I'm the mum that the kids want to come to the house because I'm like I've got tools one of them is don't die um and then they go, don't die. I'm like, yeah, too much paperwork. You know, just, 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 just go play. Um, the other one is don't go in the office. So it's not like it's, 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 it's there's any real, I'm like, just come have fun. Um, my, my uncle passed away when I was pregnant with Jack. And one of the things he said to me was don't save stuff for best because best yes. never come. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Poppy was wearing like a bridesmaid dress around the house yesterday to go play football. And I'm like, do it. Yes. So the kids yeah. like coming here. Cause, cause I'm, nuts on many levels but last night I showed I think to some people a side that they didn't see which is I wasn't sobbing but you you know when you cry but you're not crying where you just can't stop the tears coming through and I actually talked about my friend Kirsty in it for saying that um she believes in me even when I don't believe in me Mm. and we don't say, we've known each other for many years, we don't say nice stuff to each other's faces, which is a bit of the joke. We say nice stuff to each other in text messages or, or if we've had a drink. Yes, <laughs> um, yeah. But we know, you know, you know, we know. Yes, yeah, um, you know deep down. And it's talking about, I was talking about the safe places. So I am, I am good. Um, in fact, if anyone looks at our Facebook page um, this evening, it's going to be a picture of me. So I've just had a text message. One of the dings was my proper meds are ready to collect so I will be completely fine by the weekend in my little crazy whirlpool of a brain (laughs) okay what's your Facebook page Laura it is my discombobulated brain so we are my discombobulated brain on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter we're discombob brain okay and your website is www.mydiscombobulatedbrain.com or .co.uk we're on both wonderful okay well thank you very much for sharing that and uh, thank you for having me very good luck with the with your campaign it sounds a very wordy thing i look forward to seeing the videos in due course i know i will make sure we get them over to you as well marvelous now before you go um i ask people to um, come up with two songs (laughs) you have chosen um i think this is the most popular song out of all of my guests this is me uh, from the greatest showman so why did you choose that one so both these songs when you hear the second one you'll understand are from my children um they are the best thing i've ever done even though they they literally drove me nuts um my i try and make my kids realize that they are big enough they are strong enough they can do whatever they want to and not to take anything from anyone and to be truly who you are and my son like I said before um he he loves football but he also loves musical theatre and 
people like boys do of being like oh you like musical theatre singing and dancing he's like yeah what's your issue mm. and when The Greatest Showman came out we didn't go see it and I bought the DVD because he really wanted to see it and he was going to be in a show of it and we sat down and they did This Is Me and he turned around and he just went that's it mum I don't care this is me he's like you've got crazy hair you're nuts Poppins weird <laughs> And I'm a football playing was musical theatre star. And I'm like, okay, you're, you're right, calm it down a bit. Mm. But it is, it's about not hiding away from who you are and just kind of saying like, it's, if you've got a problem with, with who I am, because in my case, I've got colourful hair or I talk about my mental health, then you are actually the one with the problem, not, not myself. And it's take, it took a long time for me to realize that. And the fact that my eight-year-old has got it now makes me feel a bit dumb. But um, yeah, it's, it's a really powerful song. Um, and I actually really like the Kesha version. See, this is where I'm going to throw it around now. So there's the film version, which is obviously in the film, but the Kesha version is on the soundtrack. And the reason I really like that one is just through everything. Um, you know, if you Google her, she an amazing artist, but um, accused her producer of sexual misconduct. And her record label said that they wouldn't put any songs out with her. And she took, they took her, she went, she took them to court. Mm -hmm. And he was found guilty and he went to jail for sexual misconduct and abuse. And this is the first single she has put out or the second single she has been a part of since. And it really, the fact that she stood up for it, even though it meant her career stopped for like three or four years, and she just continued to say like, no, I admit that I drink too much. I admit that I do this. I admit that I do this because that's me. Mm -hmm. The fact they chose her to do the like pop song version of it really, really made me smile and felt really right. Brilliant. So very proud of your eight-year-old son then for um, recognising yeah. that uh, it's, it's okay. So good on you. You're obviously doing some great things as a mother. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> so the other, the other song then, um, I think it is attributed to your daughter. Yes. Uh, Get Back Up Again. So tell me about that. So Trolls is the most brilliant and most horrendous thing that has ever entered our lives. <laughs> um, the lead character is called Poppy, as is my daughter, which makes her think that she gives her even more ideas of grandeur that as a five-year-old she already has. because she. So believes... this is a, a film about trolls? Yes. Called Trolls? Yes. Okay. Get Back Up Again is, no matter what, um, this troll called Poppy looks on the bright side. And it, she's singing it whilst going on adventure and she's like, oh, gosh you know, I'm falling down, but it's okay, I'll get back up again. And it's about always looking at the positive side because even though when I'm on a downer or something, the positive side of the Facebook Live that I did was people reached out. People reached out and said, I've been doing this or I'm struggling as well. Or, oh God, I'm glad I'm not the only one that sometimes forgets their meds when they're on a high. And I'm like, yes, yes, because... There is a positive in everything if you use it in a way. 
Yeah, sometimes you have to look look for it a little bit harder, don't you? It doesn't just always fall in your lap. But yeah, absolutely. I'm a great believer in that too. So thank you very much, Laura Derny, uh, founder of MyDiscombobulatedBrain.com. And those two songs, Get Back Up Again and This Is Me, will be played very shortly for you. Thank you for being on the show this afternoon. Thank you so much. Have a good day.